Welcome to Unwritten, the internet's only podcast about the Hills' new beginnings, a recent reboot of the trailblazing, innovative, entertaining, mid-2000s reality show, The Hills. Every week, we discuss the latest episode of MTV's new show. This week, tons of stuff happened. Unlike the last two episodes, the shit really hit the fan. Things went a little crazy. But first, let's do introductions. Across the table from me, we have Megan Shea. Hi, everyone. My name is Megan, and I'm a Pisces. My birthstone is amethyst. And then also beside Megan, we have Jessica Glang. Hi, everyone. I'm Jessica, and like Justin and Bobby, I take the milk as it comes. And I am Patrick O'Rourke, and I have a signed photo of Spencer Pratt and Heidi Pratt's wedding over my desk at work. This is a true story. Maybe sometime I'll post it to our social channels just to prove it. I think but, you should. But before we get into the podcast, we have an important announcement related to birthdays multiple important announcements actually yeah so we wanted three birthdays guess what we got three we're very goal-oriented people so uh first off Sajni is having her birthday it's coming up this friday and uh she's being whisked away to a mystery location that sounds exciting yeah happy birthday Sajni! and then uh we have a longtime listener she actually celebrated her birthday in April. Her name's Alyssa. And uh, we're here to uh, to bring the birthday into July. You know how people have birthday months? Oh, yeah. You know what? We don't discriminate against birthdays here. Whenever your birthday was or is coming up, let us know. <laughs> Just have a birthday quarter, you know? Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. It's been a good Q1, I hope. And then we have a really important one. Right? We have a good one. We have a big birthday. Big birthday. Avery is turning five. That's a big one. That's super exciting. Yeah, I remember being five. I hope she gets like a real cool pinata. Yeah, a really nice one. Yeah. Happy birthday, Avery. We hope that it's very special. Really deserve the world. Happy birthday. So now we can get into the podcast now that our important birthday situation has uh, been been put to bed. Um, The first thing I think from this episode was the the little girls drinks. Um, Yeah, that's how that started out, right? Yeah, we. I mean, Jess. I mean, we love we love girls' drinks. Girls' drinks that are outside. Yeah, and that's girls what they're doing. It was patio season. Yeah, and it totally just sets up the tone of the episode, and it gives you the context, just like a good girls' drinks does. Yeah, you're there to dish. You're there to keep it real. Um, I think you know when I was thinking about the girls' drinks, this was Ashley. I mean, Ashley came forward and just kind of. Her role was interesting. I, I think she's she was serving a bit of a, a moderator position. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, she kind of did the same thing that Whitney does um, in the previous episodes where she carried the conversation, right? Like she didn't really reveal anything about herself or her life, but she kind of kind of threw in her, her two cents to keep the conversation going. Yeah, and I think the, the, two, the two main themes that came out of that was uh, Justin Bobby, um, also known as JB, he came up quite a bit. I, I think what really what I find interesting about girls drinks and when you're when you're talking to your girls, when when there is sort of a love interest is what's really happening here. Um, sometimes um, when there's a bit of a crush or somebody that's exploring a relationship, girls kind of build on the fantasy of what's real and what's not. What did you guys take away from, you know, the whole Audrina, Justin Bobby situation? I didn't understand what he was talking about in that text, like, at all. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was very baby it was, boomer. It was pretty like unintelligible. I didn't know it was going yeah, on. Yeah, I was just like, are you coming? I'll call you in 15. It's Can't he, talk. It's, it's great. It's because he doesn't have a phone, right? He just got a phone for the first time when the show got back on the air, right? Yeah. He's just doing like T9. Like, he doesn't <laughs> actually understand. Yeah, yeah when, <laughs> when you're living in Nicaragua, you just have a burner phone. He's got a Sony Ericsson Walkman phone. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I feel like Ashley was, Ashley was really in, encouraging um, to Audrina that there was in fact some hope here with the Justin Bobby situation. It felt a little bit like she was vicariously living through the situation. Yeah, especially you know the I mean? excitement in her yeah. eyes. Just like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Then things got super deep too with the with the Heidi talking about uh, the, the ramifications of her surgery and kind of saying that she feels that that was a decision that she was far too too young to make at yeah. the time. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. I think that that was Heidi almost offering what Misha did last episode was putting her past on the table and addressing it. The whole situation sounded really intense. She mentioned that she might have died on the operating table. She said her heart stopped too. Yeah. Right? I don't know how many surgeries she had too, but I remember there was a, a bunch in a row. Was I like think some, she had like 10 in a day. 10 in a day? Oh, that okay. was like the ten, most that yeah. she had, I think. 10 surgeries That's at crazy. once. Yeah, and, it, and um, I actually was reading... Um, a little bit because Spencer does his Cosmo hot takes and um, Spencer's point of view on all of it was he didn't really I think he, he said when people say that surgery is minor there's no such thing as minor surgery um, and I thought you know what what Heidi put herself through was pretty tough and it's kind of cool that she's coming forward and talking about it yeah, and especially because like a lot of celebrities won't even talk about it. Like even Spencer said that in the interview where they'll act like, oh, it's just squats and it's just like my lipstick. And um, even Heidi's saying like this was one of the lowest points in my life, like just like not being able to eat and recovering and then like having that time to reflect and just be alone and like with your thoughts and with that pressure of Hollywood. I just like I even remember reading that news like all those years ago and just feeling so bad and like also understanding what it's like to be a young woman and like under so much pressure and under the spotlight. So I was actually really like, I don't know if I happy is the right word, but it was just really nice to see her be like really genuine about that. And like, I know it's reality TV, but like I actually felt Heidi's heart. It seemed real. It seemed very real, like a real moment. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, speaking of real moments, what I'm wondering coming out of that was, um, there might've been a fake moment that was mentioned. Yeah, they were talking about uh, a possible fake date that occurred between uh, Adrena and and an unknown person, right? And then Justin yeah. Bobby was texting her throughout the entire fake date. Yeah. That was my understanding. Was of the that situation. scene even in the last episode, or was that just yeah. like a scene that they? No, yeah. it was mentioned. Ashley was going to set up um, yeah. Adrena with one of her friends, um, but that actually wasn't what I was talking about. It was about it was another fake one. It was another okay. fake moment. And that was, was that kiss after the concert, fake or real? Yeah, the, the fake the fake kiss. Yeah. So, I mean, Audrina sort of spoke to the fact that after that concert, the concert of My Dreams, the music festival, um, that perhaps Justin Bobby gave her a little kiss after that. As they were leaving at the end. As they were leaving at the end. Yeah. And then, you know, later in the episode, we see Audrina and Steph Pratt at that flower shop. And that's sort of when the two girls are, are kind of having their standoff about 
it's like the unspoken tension between both of them as they're talking around Justin Bobby, but neither one of them are putting their cards on the table. Yeah. That do we want to talk be... about that now or do you want to save that for later? No. There's a lot to unpack. This but... is a, this is the time to talk about I thought I thought the show did a really good job. It was like classic Hills kind of playing up the tension between the reactions between them because like one would say one thing and then you would yeah. see like her reaction and it would go back and forth for a little bit. Yeah. Steph yeah. being like, oh yeah, he like drove... Or like us realize that that he drove uh, two hours to see her and to be there for her. That was quite a highlight and a point of attention for Audrina, who had to Uber to the concert yeah. last episode. So I think Audrina does a really cool job in playing it cool. It's I I, I feel I, I feel like I can relate a little to that. She's you know it's like you get. You, you keep your enemies close, you know, and she she definitely was fishing for for some info there. Like she was putting her cards on the table a little bit to see what Steph was offering. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if this is like a strategic move that we're going to see later on. But what did you guys think about the way I, she handled that? I, I still think that the whole the whole situation is like manufactured by the show, which is fine. Like you got to okay. suspend That's your, fair. Your, your belief with this this sort of thing, particularly on the hills. So. Um, I guess that that's my stance is that I think this entire time Justin Bobby has like another girlfriend that he's deleted from his Instagram and she's deleted him from his Instagram. There may be rumors about that on, on Reddit and the, the Hills Reddit. Um, so I, I think it's very manufactured, but like putting that aside. Um, you know, I'll just throw myself into a fake reality world at any moment. I will too. And try yeah. my best well, to believe That's it. why yeah. we're watching this, right? So yeah. setting that aside, um, I'm excited to see where it goes. That That's sort of my position right now because I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and as much as I can't believe, um, you know, if, if Justin Bobby, in fact, has a girlfriend and all of the stuff that we're seeing on the internet, I still don't believe that Steph Pratt, Justin Bobby, um, that room, that angle, because I just can't see... Justin Bobby going from Audrina to Stephanie Pratt. So that absolutely makes no sense. Yeah. No. Yeah. But like, I'm just acting like it makes complete sense and this is all real and that's just the world we live in. But I thought it was a great sociopathic scene where it's like, oh yeah, he drove to see you. Oh yeah. Well, you know, we kind of have a thing. And I thought that it was great. And um, I was asking like both of you before, like there's going to be an episode where they kiss and I'm wondering where, when it is. But I guess we they're both going soon, to Vegas, huh? right? Yeah, yeah it's gonna happen in Vegas. Vegas. Everyone, yes. be in Vegas. something happens. Something's gonna happen in Vegas. Uh, I think. I mean, the only other thing out of that scene was uh, Adrina's fuchsia shirt. Really worked for me. I like that jewel tone. I I really dug that. I don't know if you guys noticed her shirt, but it was it was shiny. We're trying to remember. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah, but that's why you're a fashion correspondent. I'm I'm the fashion correspondent. You're, you're the chief chief uh, unwritten fashion correspondent yeah i really dug her shirt um you know there was the part when okay so steph pratt talks to justin bobby and goes you kissed audrina he goes no i didn't and then he goes to audrina and confronts her later and says like oh like it comes back to me that we were making out but audrina never said that yeah she just said that they kissed yeah so i had fear in his eyes he had fear in his eyes he was he was like how how do these women? How do these women, girls, girls, young women? Yeah. Young I think girls, he exaggerates. How do they in his communicate? Mind. How do they communicate? Are they? Is does a world exist beyond me? I feel that he he was quite confused there. He's like, he was caught off guard and then shocked 
and he had this look on his face. He kept kind of cocking his head to the left, to the right, like a confused puppy. And Steph's prods basically like, yeah, you you kissed her. And he's like, what? what is a kiss? I've, n- I've never heard of such a thing. I think it definitely happened. He looked like he was full of shit. Like he looked like he was. Lying. I loved it. He looked like he was full of shit, and it made me so happy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he just exaggerates situations in his head because you know, like, because he's a fish. You know, it's just he he's swims away. Someone tapped on the glass, and he didn't kiss her. Yeah, he didn't kiss her. You didn't even make out with her. You didn't do anything. Nothing happened. Nothing. I'm Nothing just me. happened. I'm here. To, I'm here. Um, I'm here to sign boobs. Oh man, that! Oh, I'm glad we brought that up. That was a quote and a half. Yeah, like sign boobs and you know, women, girls. That whole conversation was completely insane. It felt as though they were talking at each other and not with each other. Yeah, it was strange. It was like their third time talking and they didn't know what to say. Because it probably was their third time talking. Yeah, there was a bit of flirtation there, even though I still don't believe it. But I feel that they were kind of doing this thing where they were like, you know what? You're here. I'm here. You know, let's make the best of it. It's like, when was your last meal? I'm, I'm hungry. I'll just play along. Right. Yeah. I think they really made the most of a situation. Mm hmm. Yeah, I I think that was probably the weirdest conversation that I've seen on, it's seen always, on the show so it's far. It's always weird when they're together. It yeah. really is so strange. It's It really confuses me, but then... But then I kind of like... It's so awkward that it's like, well, maybe that's attention. Yeah, that could be. I, I think the show's going to continue pushing it, though, right? Like, mm-hmm. something, whatever it is, will become of uh, the, these many awkward conversations that they're having. Yeah, like, yeah. what does reality show in 2019 versus 2009 mean? And I think the show hopefully will help figure that out for us. Apparently very forced manufactured relationships in a lot of cases. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'll take that away from that scene for so sure. So what's next after that scene? Do we go into the, the bro down? Yeah, another bro oh, down. That was a my, bro sesh. That was my favorite part. They're just... Spencer was pumped. He was like ready to come to uh, Brandon's mom's house, which yes. I love that the show said that instead of Pamela Anderson's house. Yeah, especially because we were introduced to Pam Anderson in episode one, but now we're going back to the fact that he just has some sort of generalist mother. Yeah, and yeah. he just wants to he wants to like come into his own, you know? He just wants to be known as Brandon Lee and not... That's probably why yeah. that happened. Yeah. I, was, I was also like imagining like, did he call his mom and be like, hey, uh, so the Hills producers really want to film a scene, like a party scene at a nice house uh, with a pool, but mm-hmm. I don't have a pool, mom. What do I do? And then she's like, oh, just come, bring bring all your friends over to my house, Brandon. Don't it's worry, okay. Brandon. Don't worry about it. Mi casa su casa. Yeah, whomst among us has not been in the same situation. <laughs> so Spencer shows up with like bottles of tequila. He's ready to get turned up in the middle of the day on a Tuesday, as, but it's a, as Brody said all the time. Yeah. I'm Spencer. I, sober I town Tuesday. Um, I mean, I think the thing is, is that sometimes you have to know your audience. And we've got Brandon. He's living his best sober life. Yep. He's been there, done that. He's moved on. Yeah, he's got he got out of his system at like eight, so he's over it. But what's really great about Brandon is, despite the fact that he's living a sober life, we saw him slicing pineapples. We saw him slicing watermelon. He was yeah, he, he was a was, very active member of the party. He was offering up rosé. He was a good host. He's a really good host. And then uh, Spencer hawked his crystals for a while too. Yeah, Spencer used that as a really great marketing opportunity because when you're the CEO of a company, you 
definitely have to make sure that you're making the most out of everyone that you're you know around so yeah every interaction is a business meeting it's a chance to meet your kpi so you got to take it <laughs> you got a 10x let's get a 10x as startup yeah. and he also so he got a bunch of the the inst- I, don't, I don't think they were just instagram models i think they were like legitimate models i think there were, were some real models real there. real models not that an instagram model isn't a model but <laughs> <laughs> every model is a model <laughs> Yeah, we're all models. But he got a bunch of them to pose with with his Pratt Daddy crystals, right? And we then saw those photos on socials mm-hmm. on his Instagram account the day that the episode aired. Which the photos turned out quite beautifully. It did, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he has like a guy that edits those photos or it's just like straight from the iPhone. Yeah, it really made it seem as though he was just shooting that from his phone. But then when I saw the photo yeah, after... The, the editing was really intense. There's some editing on I, that photo. I couldn't believe it. Even with a model, I don't think any photo that I've ever taken has looked that crisp no yeah i was like how can how can i do that what phone do i have to buy to look like that with a pratt daddy crystal (laughs) that's great but the big thing from that party was that uh it kind of brought out the the kind of i i guess i don't want to call it a bromance because it was almost Mm -hmm. like a breakup between spencer yeah the friendship part yeah got broken so spencer was hyped to kind of rekindle this this friendship with brody Mm -hmm. who was his best friend many years ago um, I actually believe that. I think it's legitimate. Um, that he he was seemed like, quite sincere. I yeah. mean, he was really charging through the gates using the hashtag squad goals. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, he was mad that Brody didn't want to get, get drunk in the middle of the day on a Tuesday. I know. And it's almost like, was it even about the getting drunk or was it about, it's about Something the nostalgia? More. I know. It's about, like, this is the first time that we start to see the tension that we see later in the episode. And you know what? Like, We've we've all lost friends that were close to us, and I kind of felt for him in that scene. Like even though it's supposed to be made up, like I could see the pain. I think I think that was real. Like I think that was legit. Yeah. One of the things on the show, like I know a lot of it's fake, and like they had to make much of the new beginnings fake because these people don't really have Mm -hmm. real relationships anymore the way they did before. I, I think the Brody Spencer thing is actually legitimate, like for real. I really do. Yeah, because yeah. you were even saying that, like the things that transpired, like on the show, that were supposed to be fake, like eventually bled into their real life. Yeah, like I, I remember reading about the the original show, and obviously the, the two main characters were uh, Lauren. She was the narrator. We don't really have a narrator in the new in the New Hills, which I think is one of the things that the show is missing. Yeah, it's really lacking something that's tying everything together yeah. or a reason to go back to someone that's almost like a, a theme that we're, we're tracking against. Yeah, so like Lauren and Heidi were the main characters in the show. They were friends and it was kind of all these people people around them, right? I think with The New Beginnings, a lot of it's much more manufactured. And, and then this like fact that Brody and Spencer were friends and they're no longer friends, I think that's real. I think it's legitimate. Yeah, and I think where we're talking about that tension between what's real and what's not real if we go to um, Spencer and Heidi's podcast, we see them really talking about that a lot because this is their career, right? So yep. they're, they're really here to make money and to have something that they can put into their bank accounts. So when what Spencer and Heidi's point of view on all of this is, is we're going to come, we're going to be real, we're going to put things on the table, we're going to give people something to talk about when they're not getting that feedback from their co-stars i feel that's where they're really it's really creating that tension and that's where the reality versus real life kind of comes into play and in the last uh spencer and heidi podcast we we see the him talking to um, perez hilton about 
about that. We see Spencer talking to uh, Perez Hilton about that, about how he's there because he thinks that's ultimately what's going to get a season two. That's what's going to make people come back for more. Yeah. And we see the criticism towards Brody. We see that criticism towards Misha that they're not putting something on the table. He felt that they were holding back. They're right? holding like, back. They, yeah. They, they weren't they weren't giving what the other cast members were. He had really nice things to say about um, Brandon Lee, right? He thought that he put a fair amount on the table. Yeah, Brandon Lee, he really does care. And he's got his mortgage. <laughs> he's got a mortgage to pay, he's, so he's, he's got to get put paid. on the table. What yeah. was, uh, what's their podcast called again? Make Spidey Make Spidey Famous, famous again? again. Okay, yeah. Yeah. nice. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed the last couple episodes of, of their podcast because it adds a lot of context to what's going on in the show. Yeah, and what the, they're thinking from building their business and getting back into the game again. The Perez episode's particularly interesting because it goes pretty off script and they talk about like concerns related to the show getting renewed for a second season. They they talk in hypotheticals a lot, like if we get renewed for a second season. Um, and they're pretty critical of the way the show's currently structured right now too. Yeah, there's definitely some frustrations there. And so when we're looking at sort of what is this friend fight, friend fight between Brody and Spencer, it's looking at, yeah, maybe there was something that they had in the past that's not existing today, which is sad. But then we're also looking at Spencer's commitment to kind of fueling, you know, the reality TV machine and how he wants to participate in that as his income. Like that's what he wants to look at as sort of his income generator. Yeah. As he says, he's got a PhD in reality TV. Has he said that? That's like his tagline? He, he said that in the Cosmo interview. That's pretty good. Yeah. Because he, yeah. he's been doing recaps for not just, the hills like you there's a show on mtv that was supposed to be like a replacement for the hills called uh siesta key i've mm -hmm. only seen like one or two episodes it looked okay i just never got into it but he does like cosmo i believe pays him to do recaps of that show yeah and both spencer and heidi they're huge reality tv fans as much as they have kind of come out of the original space they are clearly tracking it they know what makes good reality tv so i really see them as a litmus test to like what is good reality and even though a lot of people i mean from from my point of view when spencer and heidi are saying that people aren't putting things on the table i'm actually team spencer and heidi in that way because they almost have a vision of no, what they true. want this to be and yeah. how how they know it's going to be successful um, so I, I do see them as sort of the subject matter experts in, in the space. I think the big thing, like I enjoy the show. I think it's good. But mm -hmm. I think the thing that it's missing is that narrator thing that Lauren was in the original Hills. I think that's kind of what made the show feel unique and what made it different and uh, like lack of a better word, like revolutionary in the reality TV space. And that's missing from the new beginnings. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what's, what's the next uh, the next scene uh, the rehearsal, right? The yeah, rehearsal we're starting with... to move into the the groundbreaking concert scene. So the rehearsal. He's getting ready for his big uh, his big uh, performance, Justin Bobby, at the the tequila bar later in the week. Mm -hmm. um, and and Spencer drops by, and Justin Bobby's already playing music, and he walks into the room and he has uh, an AirPod in his ear, and he like leaves it in during the whole performance, which is pretty funny. I know it's like is he listening to like Migos? Just being <laughs> like he's yeah. just fake listening. He's trying to drown it out. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had friends and bands that have asked me to come and get close to what they're doing. Rehearsal space is really different than being in, in the actual concert fair, hall. Fair, fair. Right? Yeah. It sounds a little more raw. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, but the real reason they were there was to talk about Justin Bobby's feelings and his position with Audrina. 
and how he needs to grow up. Yeah, and I think when we first, you know, launched this podcast, we talked that maybe one of the themes might be baby fever. And this is an opportunity for us to look at the word fever in a different light, as in babies make me feel like I'm having a fever. Yeah, Justin Bobby talked a lot about uh, being afraid of getting close to Audrina's kid. Yeah, especially if the baby fell down. That was one yeah. of his main points. If what the if... baby falls down, what do I love the baby? And that was yeah, his he's reason. like, I want to like this kid, but not love this kid. Because what, what yeah. happens if he has to leave? He's seen that happen before. He knows what, what could happen. Yeah, yeah, he comes from a broken family. Yeah, that was also a theme of the show. Yeah, I always find it interesting when people who are 38 years old are still acting like their parents just got divorced and they're eight years old and they have two Christmases. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that because that's amazing. I think, I think that's, that's perfect. Um, what else happened during that scene? Uh, it was really just a conversation between them, right? Which again is like another one of the manufactured things that is part of the show because... Spencer and Justin Bobby had zero relationship in the original Hills. Yeah, and that's, you actually see Spencer's commitment. I mean, he's willing to show up and willing to put that time in. And I think that's what his criticism is towards some of the other cast members is that they're not putting that time in. So, you know, despite the AirPods, are they called AirPods? It was AirPods. AirPods. He only had one in, so he was like moderately respectful, right? He could hear through the other. No, he had both of them Did he? He had them both? Yeah, we just had a certain angle. I only saw the one. Yeah, and so he, you know, despite the AirPods, you know, he does still show up. He does want to have those conversations. He's going to listen to Justin Bobby talking about the fact that he's a motherfucking Pisces and he's going to he's going to play with that. He's going to play in that space, you know? Yeah, that's just who he is and you have to accept it. You know, if you tap on the fish tank, you're going to run away and that's just how it'll be forever. This is an iconic line, right? It's pretty that's iconic. Like, uh, homeboy wears combat boots to the beach. Yeah. Beach, beach. I know. Like Spencer says, he's just like rock star life. I <laughs> I think that was everything from the rehearsal. Yeah. Um, but even- I mean, we could use this rehearsal as an opportunity. No, should we? For for what? For what? Oh, to to play to play the song? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. So we we got I you did you put in the legwork, so I'll let you let you introduce it, Megan. Well, we have been chatting by we, I mean we have been chatting with Bobby Rocks on Instagram and so we have we have the actual green light now to um to play a clip of uh, a Bobby Rock song and the song that we selected is off of the acoustic album it's called uh, dressed in black volume 1 and the song is cobain never look down the barrel of a It's nice and dark till the explosion Cause your times, they got so low um, So that, yeah. that, that was the, the song um, from uh, Justin Bobby's band, Bobby Rock. Yeah, I think, you know, when you're 38 years old, you did grow up with Kurt Cobain and I guess you carry that hurt with you. I so again I talked about this last week. I don't hate 
his acoustic album. I think when it's you say good. don't hate, you should just say that you like it. I do. I like it. I actually told Justin Bobby specifically that you liked the album. Do you want me to read out what I told him? I think, I think that's perfect. You should read it. Yeah, here, let me just quickly um, pull this up. I told him and he was so excited. So uh, I got the Yago yeah, ahead thumbs up emoji. And then I wrote, so rad. Thank you so much, flame emoji. One of our hosts has been jamming out to your full album, period. Big fan. And then I got the that kind of like hands up. Is that? Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is. The hands up emoji. The hands up emoji. Awesome. Thank you. Great. It's awesome. We're making movements. Yeah, maybe we'll play another song next time. I can ask again next week. We should play a different song. Maybe we should play one not off the acoustic album. Yeah, we might yeah. get Friends next time, which we'll talk about later. Ooh. Is that your favorite song, Jessica? Um, no, that was the song that really set up the end of the Hills episode this this time. The, so. the, the battle of Brody and Spencer? Yeah, it was very end. poignant. Yeah, and I feel because there was such a fight over that song that nobody really had a chance to appreciate it so yeah and appreciate the meaning so uh, hopefully we gave justin bobby the audience he deserved that he did not get well i can go back to jb and i can ask him and say you know i did choose cobain this first time but then i realized that there was a song that maybe could have you know gotten more attention and then request that one i'm I'm happy to do that i think we should do that next week let's do it okay i'll do that maybe we'll like open the episode with it or something Okay. We could. Yeah. So back to the baby fever. Um, is this an opportunity also to tie it into the other side of the baby fever? One where you just can't get it out of your mind. And some people need to keep their promises, but they're not. Brody's just not taking it seriously. So this was like a, a very, I found it like a very calculated scene. Um, I don't even know where they are. Are they at like an arcade or something? Chuck E. Cheese, perhaps. Yeah, they're That's at like what it Palladium. Like. They're at, which is, which is very I appropriate say, to talk about I say kids. Chuck E. Cheese because I'm older than Jessica. Jessica says Palladium because that's also an appropriate reference. <laughs> Palladium. Is the Palladium still open? No, there's the one. They're opening a new Palladium in Brampton. I passed, a Palladium? An actual Palladium? Yeah. Sorry, I'm no. going off topic. Yeah, I passed by there yesterday. Really? Yeah, and I was like, why is there a Palladium in Brampton? Are they Brampton? opening a new one because they opened... Um, they closed the rec room. The rec room. They opened one in... Uh, so apparently it's not a rec room. It's a Palladium. It's an actual Palladium. Yeah, it's an actual Palladium. I remember... A, I hope there's a laser tag in there. That'd I hope cool. so too. I remember when Palladium <laughs> was not called Palladium and it was owned by Sega and it was called Sega City. Yes. Mm. Oh my gosh, I remember that. Sega City. That's oh, really... We're getting into like GTA nostalgia. Okay. So they were at Sega City having this conversation about having having children. It was very carefully composed by the director of the episode. They were like holding hands on the couch. Uh, They were like posed very, very cutely. And and it was more or less basically about uh, um, Brody really not taking the fact that Caitlin wants to have children seriously. He kind of like passes off the conversation every time they they start talking about it. He passes it off. And I, I... First, before they even have that conversation, Brody is just killing Caitlyn in table hockey. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's true. I missed that. And I mean, I just feel that sometimes you have to let a couple of of goals slide by. Well, that's I win your Brody said. Jenner, man. You got to win. He he came to win. He came to win. He comes from a winning family. So, I mean, I, I can see why that idea of letting one, just like one goal get in there and be like, Caitlyn, you got one. 
He can't do it. He, he can't, can't bring himself to do that. He can't bring himself he to do it. He probably wanted to a part of him and then he's just like, no, no. He's can't. a competitor. He's a competitor. So before all of that happened, I, I, I just took a note that I thought that was really hilarious. Where He was just killing her in, in table hockey. That's a good observation. Is it called table hockey or ice hockey? They're, air I, hockey? So I don't, air hockey, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. With, with the little like things that go back and forth and the table has air that comes up and the puck that goes, yeah. yeah. It was air hockey. It was definitely air hockey. It was air hockey. And then we get into the, and then we get into the baby fever. So Caitlin's ready. She's made it very, very clear that she's ready. And uh, Brody is in no hurry. That, that's like his key line. But she also points out, like a key thing she says is you... You made a promise that when I was 30, we could have a baby. So he knew about this social contract before this happened. Do you think and they signed an actual contract? <laughs> like an NDA? Yeah. Like he has to do it. But like the way that he's acting, it's like he thought that she would just forget about it. and would She just, has not forgotten. Yeah, he, she never forgot. He thought that he could just like slam a pilsner in his bathtub with his, with his dogs outside and play catch with them forever. Yeah, he thought he could just hide in the car forever. I would be okay with that. I think that I would, if I knew that was my setup, I would quickly forget about the baby. Especially with that house. If I had two puppies and a bathtub. Like two puppies that come in through the window, I would forget <laughs> That's amazing. Everything. I think about, I've thought about that scene a couple times randomly at work I think this of week, it a lot. Just how cool that would be. I think about it all the time and it's really made me question where I am in my life right now. But the fun, the key takeaway is that we would all forget if she has not forgotten, so I guess she's a she's little bit more. Forget. She's more goal oriented, but you know what? We were goal oriented. We had three happy birthdays, and her goal is a baby. Yeah, yeah, it's important to have goals in life. We predicted this in episode one, though, was that either they're going to end up with a baby, or she's going to go into the sunset with no baby. So that that narrative is still moving forward. It's going to be a narrative throughout the whole season, I think. Too, like we're going to have more of these like perf- carefully composed like uh, Brody Caitlin dates where where they discuss this. Yeah, one thing that I thought was really healthy about their fight, although you thought it was quite contrived, is there's nothing like holding hands with someone while you're having sort of a an argument of sorts. I don't know if I, I think... Yeah, was, I it guess, I I was it a discussion or was it a discussion? I, was, I feel it was like it was like one of those discussion. discussions. They were yeah. pretty civil. Like I, So I think the way that it was... Just kind of, hold my hand. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful cinematography. Yeah, it was... That's... I think the cinematography was very contrived and composed, but the mm-hmm. the conversation they were having seemed pretty legitimate. I do think that that's probably a thing that's real in their life. Like they have arguments over whether mm-hmm. or not they want to have kids. That seemed real to me. That seemed real. And then I guess him taking it to the car. Is that is that what he suggested? Yeah, they, they, he suggested taking it to the car after <laughs> the conversation was done. The car, the car is a consistent the theme. That car, that car is a, a secondary character. Was it the truck? Yeah. It must I have been. It the, I mean, he been. said car, but like, I mean, like, what is that like Stephen truck. King novel? It's like, that's his car. It's oh, just the yeah. car keeps calling him back. About the car that's like alive and kills people? Yeah. Oh, I don't know it's what like that's called. It's like a sexy called. car. <laughs> sexy car. It's a sexy car. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take it to our sexy car. So they were going to take it to the sexy car, but. And then after that, we go right into the the finale, the the ultimate showdown between Brody and Spencer. Um, and there's also a conversation between Heidi and Caitlin about um, uh, Spencer not being invited to Vegas. Yeah, so we end up at the concert. And the <laughs> sorry, are so we calling funny. it a concert? Yeah, I think that, it's a um, concert. Is that Paloma? Do, do you know anything about that place? I know nothing about the place other than. 
It looked incredibly tacky. Spencer described it as a tequila bar on his yeah. podcast. Or I actually was on Twitter. He was tweeting about it and said something like, you know, you've really made it when you've performed at a, the back of a tequila bar or something like that. <laughs> so like it was all just Spencer's idea to perform at Paloma? I, I think it. that it's a place where a lot of cocaine has been coked. Yeah, it also looked like when Justin Bobby came out on stage that he he may have consumed something. Don't know <laughs> don't know what at some point it comes up what like yoo He could he could have just been <laughs> he could have just been high on the fact that he was performing for all his friends, right? Like that that's a that's a possibility. Yeah, I don't know though. Like I'm a pretty like hyper person, and it's just I feel like I still wouldn't come in. He like, was so like, hyped. He was like he Fred was, Flintstone coming he was on stage. So hyped. <laughs> he came up like he was a wrestler entering the ring. He did. Yeah. It was so intense, and even Audrina, um, I, or was it Audrina that said that he yeah, used was, to be a yeah. shy drummer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a shy drummer. And then they cut to like an old scene from The Hills with him with his like hat on pulled down in the back drumming away. He was just drumming away in a very shy way, and now here he is. It gave me secondary embarrassment. Yeah, I was, I was ashamed. I mean, I was he sweating. Had like, he had like, I was sweating on his behalf. He had crazy eyes the whole time. Too. Yeah, <laughs> every time they cut to him in the middle of the argument, like it was, it was, it was something. It was, it was something else. Like him just being like, "You motherfuckers in the back, I don't know what you're doing there, but come on up." It's like no one wanted to come up. Everyone was uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't think anyone listened to him when he demanded that either. Nobody went to the front. They all just continued talking in the back. I know. I mean, he's someone that's expiring. Yeah. Yeah. It was just some tech journalist that got like accidentally invited and came for the open bar. There were a lot We've of extras there. there. By yeah. tech journalist, do you mean Patrick O'Rourke? I, I would I would totally go. Oh, one hundred percent. It'd be the same thing. If I got invited to anything related to the hills, I would I would be there early. Oh yeah, I know. Just to no. know for the cast, we'd be there early on time, also, ready to contribute. Also, as friends who have been invited to a lot of industry events together, we're always the first ones there. It's true, <laughs> and we at least act really excited about being there. Yeah, you got to be excited. Someone, someone put this event together. You should appreciate yeah. the work they put into it. Side note: Remember that time that we went to that Cirque du Soleil event? Oh, that was that was good. <laughs> oh man, I remember that now. Yeah. We went to a Cirque du Soleil event at a sushi restaurant. It was pretty dope. And it we was, got really into it. We got into it because no matter what situation we're in, we will always be grateful and we'll act into it. So should Justin Bobby call us to the front? Yeah. I think like, you should. We will be the motherfuckers in the front. I'd go to the front if Justin Bobby demanded. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely not that, that shy drummer anymore. Mm-mm. For sure. Yeah. He's, he's really, really come forward really, really strong. We, um, we did see a drummer that was not shy at all recently. Yes, we did. We went to the Blink-182 concert. Not together initially, but then we found ourselves together. Life finds a way. Life finds a way. And one thing that really brought me back to Brandon Lee um, at this concert was was the drummer. So I, I felt at the Blink-182 concert, we had a little bit of Tommy Lee vibes happening. Yeah, Travis Barker was in what I can only describe as a hamster wheel or hamster ball. Something yeah. that Tommy Lee himself pioneered. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, was, he was drumming upside down, sideways. Around. I mean, I think it was more of a budget version than what I what I've seen Tommy Lee do. Yeah, I think his goes like well, they do like stadium shows, right? So he, he probably had like some crazy thing that went yeah. out and like he spun goes around and stuff like that. Over the audience. Yeah. Yeah. 
it was, Tra- it was Travis cooler. was more like kind of lifted contained. up, contained 10 feet above his station and then went back down. I was, was so into ball. it though. Yeah, just like the dubstep drumming. I was like, wow, I'm really buying into this. It yeah, it really reminded me of the, the legacy that Brandon Lee's dad, you know, kind of instilled into us when we're at rock shows. One of the things that I, I need to do research on is to see if he's reconciled with his dad. And I haven't quite he figured hasn't. that out. No, no he, he hasn't. hasn't. No. He talked about his dad a little bit a little bit on this this episode, but he didn't didn't really get into that at all. He's kind of considered by all of these older peers as the wise one. And I find that so fascinating because he's lived such a fast life before he's turned twenty three years old. He now he's kind of becoming he's kind of created a space for himself to become the guy that's you go to for friend advice and that and that sort of thing yeah like the things that he did before 20 yeah like those were things that they were considering like in their mid-20s you know he's not going to fall for it he's not falling for it and even spencer showing up to his house with an amethyst as well as a A burrito. burrito the burrito is key right you need the burrito yeah, I wrote on our whiteboard, which we haven't referenced tonight, that I think the theme for... The character, the most important, uh, important character of the podcast. The most important character of the podcast that I forgot about this this time is our whiteboard. And I wrote burritos and big time triggers. I thought that was the theme of, of this evening. Yeah, I think that that's true. Yeah. Yeah, so the Caitlin and Heidi pre-confrontation before the real confrontation. So Heidi really stands by her man when Caitlin tries to set up the... Vegas trip and Heidi is like you never invited Spencer and Caitlin's like what what are you talking about literally what she says yeah that was essentially it she had really big um hair clips in those are kind of the hair clips that I use when I'm styling my hair not what I take out in public they looked very efficient they looked efficient Efficient. her hair is not that thick how did how did she make it look thicker like well like no, she wasn't like that, making it look thicker. It was she was just oh, wearing something that wasn't really meant for okay. her hair. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, but I thought Heidi handled it so well. Like she does not take BS. She just was no, we weren't invited. We weren't invited. Yeah, I kinda loved that though. It was just like especially remembering how Heidi used to be in the She's powerful. In, yeah, in like the pre Hill seasons, like or like, you know, early uh, seasons of the Hills where she was just like very insecure. And you know what? Yeah. Spidey was like the villains and she was just, everyone was like, oh, she's getting, you know, she's getting sucked into this whole relationship. And now she's kind of just like standing by her values and just being like, we weren't invited. And I super love that. They yeah. Just, they yeah, definitely don't want to be painted as the villain. And that, that's pretty clear in these these early episodes. Like that's something they're trying, like both of them, uh, Heidi and Spencer, they're trying not to be painted as the villain in this new series. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that at the beginning of this podcast but even the idea of the Stephanie Pratt Spencer drama is that what Spencer is saying is that that was not part of the narrative throughout the season and Stephanie Pratt decided to come forward with it afterwards yeah that's what we were talking like the difference between what's real in the show and and what's what's fake Mm -hmm. so like I think and you can correct me if I'm wrong Spencer was saying basically that like this beef between him and her didn't really exist that was like manufactured for the show but mm-hmm. then it became real once Afterwards. the show finished like during the they were doing like a promotional tour and like stuff popped off like listen to their podcast to, to learn about that but um i thought that was really interesting because i think that's a common thing at least with the hills is that the stuff that is initially fake becomes real yeah and 
especially with um, if you're looking at what is a real beef between some of these characters is maybe the Spencer Steph thing wasn't part of what was initially planned for the season, but it's very clear that Heidi and Caitlin do not get along. No, they definitely do not like each other at all. Yeah, because then it, we get to the real big blow between like the bros. Yeah, Those the bro the, down, the, the bro, bro down. down as friends is playing in the background. Yes, that yeah. it's also meta and ironic. This, yeah, there's something very meta about that fight happening as Justin Bobby just rocks his heart out in the background. He's rocking so hard. The way that Brody and Spencer were behaving, I've only acted that way with the man that I was kind of, you know, feeling that the relationship was about to dissolve. Usually like a, you know, something that's more of a personal. There's someone on on the show who describes them as like they were dating in a past life or something like that. Yeah, like that I type of tension. I, 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 I don't I don't often see that type of tension. Yeah, like friends. you could feel the tension and it was They come to blows like at one point, right? Like almost. Yeah. They don't, they like don't quite Spencer get there, but they're putting his finger do. in Brody's yeah. face and I, I really thought they were gonna fight like, in they're that like, moment. They're puffing yeah. up their chest. Spencer like, is being quite emotional. Yeah, because he didn't go to uh, he didn't see Gunner when he was born. And then uh, Brody's mad because he th- he thinks he should have been invited to Gunner's first birthday. And yeah, a wasn't. year later, like should have given me a year, man, and then maybe I'll come. Give me a year, maybe I'll meet your kid. That's basically... he just needed time, you know, space, time. Yeah, it it was really strange. I I I don't really often see that behavior between friends, but. Yeah, but like I think they knew each other from when they were really young, and they you know, were they were on a show when they were much younger called The Princes of Malibu. The oh, Princes yeah. of Malibu, and then you know going into the hills and then having to live through the Hollywood. You know, this is like reality show, really the machine. like yeah, the machine, and like you probably kind of have a bond that no one else does, and maybe Spencer like expected that, and then Brody was kind of like. You know, he's kind of doing this mature adult thing that he's doing now where he's over it. Yeah, yeah but allegedly they just allegedly. get drunk and then there's the FaceTimes between Brody and Caitlin are FaceTiming Spencer. So maybe he feels that when the camera's off, he has to serve as a friend in a certain way. And then when the cameras are on, Brody's just positioning himself in a different way. So he, he calls Spencer when he's drinking? Is that the... That's what Spencer said. That's what Spencer said, yeah? Yeah, that's what Spencer said. Yeah, that he calls him, like, hammered, and apparently Caitlin doesn't like that. Why? I don't know. That's that's always the big mystery. There's they always should, a villain, but no reason given. They should have Caitlin on their podcast. They podcast should. And ask her. She needs to speak her piece. There needs to be justice. Yeah, I, I find their, like failing bromance probably the most fascinating thing on the show because i i think it's real i think think that spencer was legitimately hyped when this show got renewed because he thought he could rekindle his friendship yeah well also bringing in money because he 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 is expecting brody to be a friend and deliver what he's willing to put on the table so i think i mean even looking at what we're doing here as a podcast where there's a certain amount of work that everyone puts in and and delivers on as part of this. And if one person isn't doing that, I think that's where the, that's where things happen, where it's like what's happening behind the scenes, what's happening on the scenes. That's sort of the, the whole dynamic that I think Spencer's really disappointed in. He talks about how like he feels that Brody's a star, right. And could have given much more to the show. He says, he says that on his, his podcast um, on the latest episode, I think he felt that he was really, really holding back. Um, and I think he blamed a fair amount of that on, on Caitlin. Yeah, I think it's hard to be friends with your coworkers. Yeah, and especially when you were friends before and then become coworkers. 
Do you think they're going to go to... The, do you think that's Spidey? We'll go I to Vegas go to anyway. Vegas. Like, I think it'll be like a last minute thing or something like that. Brody will call him. Yeah, or King Frankie's going to come and be like, oh, man, let's just all be friends. And then they just hop that's on a private jet. That's what will happen. Yeah, that's it. You got it. You figured it out. You should write the show. And then the only other thing that we could touch on, because I think this is really going into that theme of sincerity, is that Misha didn't really play a role this week. And she kind of showed up. Ashley said she was spotting her her dress. When they, when they met at the club, she's like, oh, I noticed your dress. I saw that when I was out shopping. That was kind of what Misha did. Whitney wasn't really in the episode at all either, as far as I could tell. Yeah, I didn't see Whitney. There. No. Yeah, Misha just was just kind of like, yeah, Stephanie can be mean sometimes, and I don't know why. And then she pointed that out. So, you know, I don't know, maybe like a book, this will foreshadow something later, but that's all I got from Yeah, it. like she put yeah. it all out at the beginning, and then we're not going to see much more moving and, forward. And King Frankie wasn't around much either. He showed up and like provided some amusing color. Yeah, he just goes like, dude. Dude, what? And like that's Frankie. We should all and hang lo- out. Let's be friends. I love him for that. Yeah. What are you guys fighting? He's a wholesome character. He doesn't do much either. I, I think that's all the key points. I think that might be all that we wanted to hit on tonight. Or yeah, I, I think that's it. That's that's a good place for us to wrap it up. We'll be back next week with our thoughts on episode four of The Hills New Beginnings. Be sure to follow the pod on social media at at the hills underscore podcast on twitter and instagram we have like a unified brand strategy here you can also listen to the pod on nearly every podcast platform imaginable we're still getting approved on a few other ones but big we're on all, all the big ones including apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, pocket cast stitcher and like a bunch more if you're an apple podcast user make sure that you leave us a five-star review because if you're listening, you obviously love love the podcast. No one stars, just five stars. Just, just five stars. And also write a little review. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Um, and more importantly, if you have suggestions, make sure you reach out to unwrittenthehillspodcast at gmail.com, um, both for suggestions and also birthday shout-outs. Birthday shout-outs, we most more importantly. That, that's like the key thing. This podcast really just exists to give birthday We're here for your birthdays. I think that's it. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks, everybody. Bye. I love your name, Bobby Rock. Thanks, babe. That's so cool. Has anyone ever written that on their boobs? Yeah, I've done it. You don't have boobs. I sign boobs. Oh, that really must does. be kind of fun, though. Yeah, it's fun when the pen doesn't work and you just got to keep doing it over and over and over. And then you got to grab it and you would be like, hold on, stay, stay I still. It and I, yeah, and I just... What if they're like a mom and milk comes out? Take the milk as it comes, I guess.